We are going to, uh, we will record and stream it because I want everybody to hear it, but you get to hear it live. And so it's something the Lord has been dealing with me about. I have, I've been in scripture, uh, but I feel like there's so much further to go in scripture that I don't feel prepared to fully teach it. If that makes sense. Um, there's some things the Lord gives us and we, we work through and then he continues to give us more and more understanding. So we go back to the word and we go back to we're probably going to talk about it. Um, but I'd like Brother Joey Charles to come and uh, just share a testimony with you. All right. And so open your spirit. This is not just a testimony, it's ministry. So, all right, Brother Joey. Amen. God bless you. Um, I, I made a mistake, I guess, as many of us often do. You'll hear why and you'll know. I've done that. Uh, we had, uh, as you know, a few days of fasting and prayer this week. And I made the mistake of going shopping um, on Wednesday, last day of it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes you just, you just got to take care of your day-to-day -day things. Uh, the Lord gives you strength, right? Um, but I happened to be going to Costco. We had finished shopping, and I just needed to go and one last stop and get a few things. And uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but sometimes when I am going to a store, I, I, I'm going in there, and I just have a feeling like I'm going to see somebody I know. I'm going to know somebody. Uh, being in education, a lot of times I, I run across families and things, so... My wife is fully known. She's like, I'm going to run into somebody. Just be ready, right? And so I, I just, I felt that. I'm going to know somebody. So I go there. It's great. There's not tons of lines. It was amazing. I could see things. And, and so that was, that was a bonus. But I kind of, I'm on alert a little bit. And about, I don't know, towards the back end of Costco, kind of where all the toiletry stuff is, I noticed a family. And it didn't really stand out too much to me. I, I noticed a little bit about what they were wearing. Um, kind of looked like, I don't know, maybe like a 90s or 80s music, uh, like shirts and things. And just some of the, the style that they had, it, it stood out to me. I thought, oh, I, I can recognize that. Um, I, I would say it was of, of the world, right? Some of the outfits, some of the things. Didn't think much of it. Well, uh, I started down one aisle and... I pass by them again another time. Kind of we're doing this little intertwining, weaving thing. And so about the third time of coming across them, I, I was kind of in like the little dairy section. So maybe just a little bit of ways. If you know your Costco, then you know where I'm at, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm about in the refrigerator area. And I'm standing there and I'm kind of looking at something I was deciding on. And I see one of the individuals. And so the way that it was, was there's this family with a cart and then there was like a stroller. So I see this individual, the second one with a stroller and they're kind of walking back towards the toiletry area. And I heard what it to me sounded like prayer, but it was not to the God we worship. It was, it, it was a spiritual prayer of a grumbling and the words that we're speaking, we're speaking of worshiping something. 
um, talking about food or talking about like pallets of food. And, and it was just very aggressive. And I recognized it as not of God. Um, and uh, it, it caught me off guard. And so I know I, I'm not somebody who, I, it's not a surprise, I'm not somebody who was a fighter at all, but I was a talker. I was that guy that was like, I'm not going to be in a fight, but I'm going to be like that little annoying thing on the side that's going to say something. And then I'm like, oh, you know, so uh, that was the past me. But when I saw that and I heard that immediately in my flesh, that carnal piece, that old me was like, mm, I'm going to say something. I, apparently that's who I was going to meet today. I'm going to talk to this individual. We're going to have a little scripture. I'm going to, you know, very um, not of God. But that was me walking in my flesh, trying to use uh, the the Lord as kind of my shield. But I was going to be operating in my flesh 100%. I thought, I'm going to be making sure today he's going to hear something. And I froze and I waited. And it wasn't a freezing like I got a little nervous. It was just I felt impressed to wait just a moment. And I didn't say anything. And I, I kind of calmed down just a bit. And then I went again kept going along my journey. And lo and behold, guess who's in, you know, a couple aisles down. And the Lord impressed me to start singing. And all I could do was, Jesus, Jesus. And I just started singing it. And as soon as I did, a peace came on me. And I wasn't singing like, oh, Jesus. I, I, was, I was singing. I was singing in the middle of Costco because I felt that was that piece that I needed. I needed to have that. And as soon as I did, I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be like directing it and stepping close and singing the lyrics at the guy. Uh, because again, what, what was that would have been? That would have been me saying, I'm going to aggressively say that thing and, and say that. That wasn't at all. The Lord didn't tell me, go sing loud so we can hear you. It was, I felt impressed to sing and the peace came. Um, I, in one part of our intersection, I felt like a heaviness kind of come and you know, it wasn't like a physical where it knocked me off my feet, but I just kind of felt, ah, it's just, you know, it's just not right, right? We've been in that situation where somebody comes in and we're like, ooh, it, we, we don't maybe recognize it right away, but when we know that's the spiritual something coming against me. And it, it just marked me. And so, again, empty, empty night of shopping, I guess. Not a lot of people there. Uh, the last thing I recall is I'm waiting in line and, you know, probably close to 100 yards away, way down the aisle. There they are again. And I'm still singing. And I'm probably at the point where in the song where it talks about kings and kingdoms will all pass away. Um, I'm not aggressive. At this point, they're there. And I, and I understand at this point the Lord's given me peace. I'm not trying to say it to be aggressive and saying, you know, I'm a child of God. You don't scare me. This was the Lord saying, this is your peace. This is how you're fighting it right now. And I remember looking towards them, still singing, thinking, man, anybody else around me is going to be like, this is a happy guy or something. But, <laughs> but it, this was it. And I, I, it marked me. And, and so in sharing it with the elder, I went back and I was like, I, I, I know this. I've seen this. I've felt this before. I've read this before. And I wanted to. So it's okay. Um, we can pull up a scripture in um, Second Chronicles chapter 20, if you have your Bible. Um, Turn to that. There's sometimes the 
inputting in the word as we know we go about it we read it and we understand it and we grab it and it's a, a part of us and then there's sometimes where we're like i don't know why but i feel like this is right i, I just there's just something about this i understand this must be um this must be something i've heard before and so in second chronicles uh, chapter 20 um, i'll start in verse one i'll just read a few verses here today second uh, chronicles chapter 20 Verse 1 says, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and the and them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea in this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazanet Tamar, which is in, in, which is in Gedi. Verse 3, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast through all, throughout all Judah. And I was like, hey, wait, I was fasting, right? It's like, okay, we were fasting together. I, I, sometimes there's a direction from the Lord. Maybe there's a reason and a purpose. And I felt, hey, I, that it stood out to me. And then I continued on, and you can continue reading the rest of that if you like, but... Uh, Let's, let's jump just to verse 22, I believe. Now, Jehoshaphat went and he spoke to the people and they, he got them all on the same board and said, you know, we need to separate. We need to, to fasten to the Lord here. Uh, this battle, these people that are oppressing us are coming against us. The Lord gave Jehoshaphat this direction and he proclaims and he tells the people. And in verse 22, he says, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. And I was like, there it is. I, I, I didn't think at that moment and staring there and, and waiting that, hey, I'll think of the word. What should I do here? Um, I, I know in that moment in fasting, you know, when you separate those things and you try to hear from the Lord, it's a lot easier. It's so much easier to hear a clarity word from God. And in that moment, he didn't remind me of that scripture. He didn't remind me of any of that. All he said was, hey, sing, just praise. And I did. And he pointed this out to me afterwards. And, and I'm, I don't think that was a coincidence at all. I think when that individual saw and I started feeling, I guess, you know, maybe in my natural, we would call it the upper hand. But when I felt the spirit of God say, no, this is a child of God. Where he goes, I go. Where I have that dominion because of him, that's what's happening. And as soon as I began to sing, the spirit that that individual was entertaining recognized it. That person may not have. Um, maybe they did, but I understand that spirit did. And I felt that peace. And that's where that came from. And I was charged by that. And I thought, man, when we fast, when we pray, these are those things we pushed against it. That spirit that they, that they were entertaining was no match for the spirit of God. Um, it was great. So, amen. Amen. I wanted you to hear that for a reason. I wanted you to hear that. Could you right there where you are, could you lift your voice and your hands if you'd like and worship the Lord right now? Father, we worship you. You are the reason we are here. You are the reason, Father. We worship you. You are our peace. You are our victory. 
You are our hope. You are our confidence, Lord. Our trust is in you. Our hope is in you. Our joy is in you. Our righteousness is in you. Our salvation is in you. In you, we live and we move and we have our being, Lord. We worship you today. We worship you today. We worship you today. In Jesus' name, you understand why I asked him to share that testimony. Um, we're, we're just going to walk right into the word right from there. I just... Uh, um, the, you know, what, what Brother Joey described is not strange. Uh, one place in Corinthians we read, it says, it may be there are many voices in the world, and none of them is without signification, is what the Scripture says. It means every voice has significance. That doesn't mean it's all positive. All right? We read the story, and we're not we're not going to go read it for time. So don't you don't need to turn there. I'm just going to reference. That's you can go look later if you want to read the story. We read the story in First Samuel 28 of Saul. Saul inquired of the Lord, but got no response. Remember that story, and uh, he got no response because Samuel was dead now, and he had always worked through Samuel, but never built any altars for himself. It's a message for us. Samuel never built any, or Saul never built any altars for himself. He always went to the altar Samuel built. He tried to sacrifice on the altar that Samuel built. He never built his own altars. It's a big difference between Saul as king and David as king. David built altars. If you never build personal altars, you run a strong risk of being deceived spiritually. You must have personal altars that you build. You have a memorial. You mark a place. This is you and God, your relationship. Saul always went through Samuel. The depth of his relationship was built on with God, was built on Samuel's relationship. It can't be. you got to have your own personal intimate relationship with God. Now, so in this place, in 1 Samuel 28, because of that, Saul needed to hear something. He needed a word from God. And so what he did is he went, he disguised himself, and he went and found a medium or a witch and had her to call up the dead. Now, Saul himself had made a decree that anybody who did that and practiced those things would be put to death. And this witch even said, now, you know how Saul, and he said, by my word, it won't happen. I, I won't allow it. You have my word. That... And so she agreed. She calls up the spirit of and Samuel comes, and uh, she recognizes it's Saul, and she's afraid. Well, so I don't want to go into all of that that happened there, but I want you to understand this. What was used there was a medium. We don't use that word a lot anymore. But uh, it was a medium that worked in the spirit world. Now, um, 
the Lord's been dealing with me about this, and we become more sensitive as we pray and wait on the Lord and develop our relationship with God. And there are many spirits at work in our world, many spirits at work in our world that are not of the Spirit of God. I, I do not believe that there is a spirit under every single rock. Okay? But... I do believe that there are many spirits at work that we encounter or come in contact with or pass by every day of our life. And what happens is we develop a tolerance rather than a sensitivity. And we function in spite of them. Now, I don't think we need to go around looking for them. I don't think we have to identify and understand all of them, but there should be an awareness. The Lord clearly saw fit to bring an awareness to Brother Joey that day. And he shared his first response was to fight. Okay, not physically, but he talked about how this that rises up. I don't, you know, he said that was his flesh. Maybe partially, but I think there's also something in our spirit that when we're confronted by another spirit that's not of God, something rises up, a fight. Uh, but he waited wisely and then opted to give himself to praise. And he shared that scripture that I think is very fitting. Um, and we know that that was a spiritual thing with Jehoshaphat and the, and the children because the Bible says the Lord set ambushments. So that means spiritually the Lord set things against them, and that turned the situation. So bear with me. We're going to tie this. This is important for us right now. Um, you're probably not going to jump and run and shout here this morning, but I think the Lord's wanting to help us and impart some things to us and bring some understanding. I felt this so strongly the last few weeks. Um, and so... I begin to look at the ministry of Jesus. And Jesus oftentimes dealt with different spirits in his ministry. Yes? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened blind eyes. He opened deaf ears. Yes? But he also dealt with spirits. Unclean spirits. A man whose son cast himself into the fire and foamed at the mouth. He dealt with that spirit. That's the one where he told his disciples, why couldn't we cast him out? He said, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. We talked about that a couple weeks ago with depths and dimensions of belief. And again, I, I may say this again beyond right now. We're not going out looking for spirits. But we must have a recognition. We can't just be oblivious and act like they're not there. And so... They are in our world. That doesn't cause me to fear. But I have an awareness. And people need deliverance. I'll say that again. People need deliverance. From spiritual bondage. And from spiritual oppression. And they can't deliver themselves. Only God can deliver them. And you and I 
are the body of Christ in the earth. And so we find, again, I told you I have to study this out more, but I, I just feel the necessity of sharing this today. We find that Jesus would heal the man that was deaf and dumb, couldn't hear and couldn't speak, right? But we also find in one place when he heals, he says, thou deaf and dumb spirit. Remember that? We find that he would heal the sick, but we also find in some places he speaks and addresses a spirit of infirmity. Two different things. Everyone that's sick doesn't have a spirit of infirmity. What's the difference? Well, if someone has a sickness, a physical affliction, a sickness, we pray the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. That's the healing power of God over sickness and disease. If someone has a spirit of infirmity, we take authority by the word of God, the blood of the Lord, the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority over that spirit of infirmity and it has to go in their whole. Two different things. Now, so we see Jesus dealing with affliction and disease, and we see him dealing with spiritual things. Now, he did it all by the Spirit, but everyone that was blind, whose eyes he opened, didn't have a spirit of blindness. Okay? Some of them, we, we know one story, the man was born blind. Okay? And they're asking the question, who sinned? They were trying to connect it spiritually. Jesus said he didn't sin, his parents didn't sin, but this was done to the glory. He was born this way. It's a natural affliction. Okay? Now, I run the risk by sharing this this morning that you try to walk out and start trying to identify everything you come in contact with. You can't do that. We must be led of the Spirit of God. But we get an understanding and awareness through His Word that these things exist. Okay? And... Spirit's vehicle on words. I'll say that again. Spirit's vehicle on words. Spiritual movement vehicles on words. Let me give you a scriptural example. Faith comes by what? And hearing by? So we believe that the Word of God can speak and in the spoken word of God, the spirit of God can move and affect something in life. We witnessed that earlier, right? We witnessed that in our life. What happens? Spirit vehicles on words. We see it from the very beginning of time. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness moved upon the face. The spirit of God moved. The spirit of God moved. And God said. And so we see spirit moving at vehicles on words. We see this principle. He sent his word and healed them. The spirit vehicles on words. Well, we know that. And so we must understand when we see it, we see it in the kingdom of God, the adversary always operates, right? Because the adversary is a spiritual being. He was created by God. 
And so the adversary we see, spirit vehicles on words. Brother Joey in his testimony shared, the individuals began to speak. And when they began to speak and whatever they were saying and doing, he began to bear witness to something. Something wrote what was happening. Spirit vehicles on words. There, there's been times where I've been in a conversation. Maybe some of you can relate. I, I've been in a conversation through my work day or wherever out in the community, wherever, whatever. And I'll end up in an exchange with someone. And like the whole time they're talking, it's just grating on my spirit. We're not talking about spiritual things, but like I'm just wanting that conversation to end so I can just move on. What's happening out of the abundance of the. What happens? The mouth speaks. And so you find someone who has been entertaining unclean spirits and that entertainment has now affected their heart. And then they begin to speak. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like, where's that coming from? What have you been listening? You ever said, what have you been listening to? And so spirit vehicles on words. I, I, again, we don't have time this morning, but I can give you other example. Daniel's praying, fasting and praying for 21 days. The 21st day, Daniel chapter 10. We see it in Daniel 9 and 10. The angel of the Lord appears to him and, Daniel, and says, Daniel, from the moment that you set your heart to understand, I have come for your words. Why do you have to come for his words? Apparently there's something, the words, spirit, vehicles on words. Now, some of you are still wrestling with that a little bit. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. And they began to, they began to speak. speak. With other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Spirit and word, spirit and word, spirit and word. So we know that in the kingdom of God. We also understand this is a this is a work the way the adversary seeks to work because he always looks to imitate God. And so we must recognize there are spirits at work in our world. And I believe that God is ready to begin to deliver people. Now, here's a question that comes sometimes. Is it possible for a child of God filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost to be under spiritual oppression? Is it possible for a child of God filled with the Holy Ghost to have spiritual bondage? What do you think? Yes. Absolutely it is. Is that the will of God? No. But it happens. Well, how does it happen? I'll tell you how it happens. Mediums. Now, I don't mean like the, the witch at Indoor. There are different mediums that you're operating in or giving ear or eye to. And as you give avenue to those various mediums, you open yourself up to these various spirits that vehicle through different mediums find it interesting. I didn't know that part of the story after prayer yesterday. Brother, Brother Joey referenced that it seemed to be like some 80s or 90s rock band stuff, their attire and their mediums. 
Watch. How many of you have ever heard this word? Media. Have you ever heard that word? Media. Aha. What do you think the root of that word is? You know, sounds a lot like medium. Yeah. What is media? How about maybe you've heard this broadcasting. You ever heard that? Media broadcast mediums broadcasting. Oh, you think there's no connection? Let me ask you, do you believe the media has agendas? Are those agendas God's agenda? Aha. So you acknowledge that they are mediums. See, we don't even you see how that's what I mean by we become tolerant. We become accepting of things in our world and we stop having spiritual discernment. The Lord's really trying to awaken us in this. This comes through prayer and fasting. Brother Joey, that's why I wanted him to share his testimony after. I said, man, God has been dealing with me about this. And I, I may call on you to share it because it's with the way God's been dealing with me. And so we must understand media is, media is a medium whereby there is spiritual transmission and broadcasting. I don't think it's my... I don't think it's coincidence they're called broadcasting companies. They're casting something broadly. Really? They are casting something broadly. There is a broad casting of an agenda. There is a broad casting, and it's not the Lord's agenda. You say, well, what kind of mediums are there out there that are operating in the spirit realm? I'll tell you what kind there are. There is news media. There is entertainment media. There is sports media. You, you just want to keep going down the list? And so I have to have an awareness and a sensitivity spiritually. So I recognize, hold on, I can't just entertain that. Hebrews 13, I believe it is. I'm going to get in trouble here. That's what I said. I, I really wanted. It, it's probably to your benefit that I haven't fully exhausted study here yet. Not that you can ever fully exhaust study as the Lord keeps revealing stuff, but we'd probably be here for multiple hours if I had had as much time as I would have liked. Hebrews 13 and one speaks to us this way. Watch what it says. Let brotherly love continue. And look at the next verse. Be not forgetful or don't forget to do what? Don't forget to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Now, Sister Stephanie, are you? Oh, no, no, you're fine. I didn't know if you were saying, hey, I'll take the kids if you're trying to get me to. Would you, if some kids would like to go to class, Sister Stephanie will take you. God bless you. It may be short today because I'm in. But watch. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Now we read this verse and we read it in the positive affirmative, right? Because it's written that way in Hebrews. Okay. The word there literally in the Greek is 
Don't be forgetful to be hospitable, have hospitality to entertain. For thereby some have entertained strangers unawares. Now, this is speaking or entertained angels unawares. I believe in my life I have entertained angels unaware, where I've had encounters. I felt like, man, that was angelic. I didn't realize it at the moment, but okay. Now, this is speaking in this context of good angels. If you read the whole, if you read the Greek words that are used. But we see something here that gives us an understanding of the nature of angels. You with me? So we get an understanding of the nature of angels. The scripture tells us that Satan himself. You read this before? Satan himself can transform into an angel of light. So you better have discernment. You better have discernment. I'm going to say it again. You better have discernment. How do I get discernment? Prayer and fasting and the word of God. Prayer. I know what the word says. I've been in fellowship with God through prayer. I've been fasting to die to the flesh. So I have a sensitivity to spiritual things and the voice of God. And so therefore I am discerning. Now, hear me. Discernment in and of itself is not a gift. It comes by the Spirit, but it's not one of the gifts of the Spirit. If you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you should have discernment. If you don't, it's because your senses have become dulled from lack of use because you're entertaining and feeding your flesh more than you are the Spirit. And so, therefore, you have dulled senses, and so you no longer have discernment of what you are or are not entertaining. That's why you can turn on YouTube or the television or stream something on your phone and you'll entertain stuff that's not of God, but you won't shut it off because you're, you're calloused in your spirit because you haven't been fellowshipping God. So you don't consider that what you're entertaining. So if we know this about angels that we can entertain, look, do you not think we could not likewise entertain demonic influences unaware? It's their nature. It's their nature. And so we need an awareness and a sensitivity that we live in a world with much spiritual activity. And this is why even people filled with the Holy Ghost can be in spiritual oppression and spiritual bondage. Because it's not coincidence that the scripture uses the word entertain. You ever heard of entertainment? I have a question. Do you believe the entertainment industry is of God? Do you believe the entertainment industry is promoting God's agenda? Isn't it interesting? It's called the entertainment industry. What are we doing? We're entertaining something. We're entertaining something. You say, well, there's, it's, it's just downtime. It has no bearing. Oh, it has bearing. It has bearing. There is a... Entertaining. So there are spiritual things at work that hit vehicle on all these mediums. And so we need to have a sensitivity to it. The music industry in our world is probably the music and entertainment industry, music and Hollywood of our world is probably the darkest source of spiritual work and activity in our world today. And there's a reason it has such a hold 
on young people. The adversary looks to lay hold quickly, and there are spirit at work. We need spiritual sensitivity. One of the gifts of the spirit, we see it in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 9 and 10, is discerning of spirits. It's a gift of the spirit. Discerning of spirits. So we recognize, hold on, whatever this is, this isn't of God. It's what the Apostle Paul had when he went to Macedonia. And there's a lady following them around for multiple days saying, these men be the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. These, and what they were saying, what she was saying was right, but the spirit was not right. The Apostle Paul had enough discernment of spirit to recognize whatever's vehicling on those words. How did he know? Words, spirit vehicles on words. Whatever's on her word, that's not God. What she's saying may be true, but the spirit is not right. You with me? Acts chapter 16, if you want to go read it later. So what did he do? He turned around and he rebuked that spirit and it came out of her. And the men were angry. You know why the men were angry? They had been using her. Why, why was it? Money. Money. Do you think the entertainment industry has any money? You think money has any bearing in what they're doing? Do you think the music industry has any bearing on getting money out of Look, this is, you know, this used to be secretive and behind closed doors. It's not anymore. It's not anymore. There are and we're going some I didn't even plan on going to some of these places, but here we are. Did you know there are musical musical artists who openly admit that when they perform they come under the influence of a spirit and the spirit they even have names for the spirit they come under the influence of i couldn't tell you a single song they sing but i can tell you an artist that has openly and publicly said that beyonce she said when i sing i come under the influence of a spirit and she named the spirit she said as a name shakira sasha sasha i don't know Sasha, yeah, openly declared it. Music industry, a spirit. See, we want to act like, oh, that's not real. It's a, no, they're openly admitting it. We as the church, I'm not just on a soapbox this morning, precious people of God. There's something that's been stirred in my spirit these last few weeks that God says I'm wanting there to be an awareness that we are in a world where spiritual activity has taken place. And I'm, I'm going to finish here in a minute. I'm going to try to. And, and we should be, as people of God, we are sent to set people free. But if we are entertaining the very same spirits, anybody ever heard of Tom Brady? Some of you? A few of you? Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all get nervous now. You like it better when I was talking about music. You know, Tom Brady got divorced. You may have heard. In public communication, Tom Brady shared that his 
success was based on his wife being a witch and that she did stuff with certain spell. He's, I don't understand how she, he said, but she's a good one. She's like one of those, like, I think he used the term white witch, not in terms of like Caucasian, but like white versus good, black being dark and bad, right? Like, what was that? Uh, what was that? Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Good witch. Bad witch. Yeah, thank you. That's what I was thinking. Of. And so he was referencing that. And so now some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. Go, go home and Google it, YouTube it. You'll find it. It's public open. He said, she's a witch. She does this stuff and it helps me. But she's a good one, he said. Oh, where's that showing up in the sports world? I'm telling you, there are spirits at work in our world and they are not of God. And the goal is simply to distract the church or to bring people into bondage or oppression. And we open the door to these mediums. All of these different mediums we open the door to. And if we begin to entertain ourselves, am I telling you you should never watch any sport? No, but you better be careful. You can begin to open yourself up to where you get drawn into that. And you begin to entertain angels unawares and not the kind you want to. But more importantly, there are lives that need to be set free from spiritual bondage and spiritual affliction. The music you listen to matters. The music you listen to matters. And I don't care if they call it Christian music or not. It can be called Christian music and the spirit still be wrong. That's why you need discerning of spirit. I just referenced Acts 16. Just because the words are right doesn't mean the spirit is right. You say, well, yeah, but it's Christian whatever. I don't care what the words are. I'm concerned with the spirit behind it. Just like the Apostle Paul was when he dealt with that woman that was saying the right stuff. So I need discernment in my life. The Lord wants us to operate in spiritual authority. He wants us to have recognition. You know, it's a whole lot different if I have sensitivity to the spirit and I'm getting ready to pray for someone that I meet that's sick. And I know, you know what? This is a spirit of infirmity. This isn't sickness of body. This is a spiritual infirmity. And so I'm going to pray and take authority over the spirit of infirmity. It has to go in the name of Jesus and they're made whole. And God's glorified. Now, hear me. That doesn't mean everybody that deals with the spirit of infirmity is a rank sinner or heathen. Spirits of infirmity seek to attack the body of Christ. And so there's times we have to, there was a, I'll give you a real example. Uh, a few years ago, not too distant in the past, I was really sick one day. And I don't get sick usually. If I do, it's rare. And if I do, it seems like it usually just nails me. I was really sick one day, lost energy, couldn't eat, just... And uh, the kids were all over. I don't know if maybe they all lived in the house still or whatever. But they were over, and I'm like, we just need to pray. Just in the, So we're in the... Just wasn't feeling well. I can't remember what was going on. Anyway, wait, we're praying there in the living room. I'm just sitting in the chair in the corner. Uh, and I, I finally expressed to my boys, I said, I, I, I'd like you two boys to come pray for me, whatever I'm dealing with here. 
that I've been dealing with all day. I, I believe if you'll pray, the Lord will touch me. And I'll never forget it. Sitting there in that chair, my sons came. One stood on each side of me, simply set their hand on my shoulder and begin to pray. And the moment my boys begin to pray, whatever was afflicting my body, it broke immediately. I felt it break. Energy came back into my body. I was struggling to even pray. That's why I asked him to pray for me. It was like pressure for me to pray. And then I knew this is spiritual more than physical. I didn't realize that all through the day, but when we started to pray together, I'm like, this is spiritual more than physical. Because even if I'm going through physical stuff, I can still pray. And so I was and so when they began to pray, it broke, and I'm telling you, a river came out, a flow of words praying. I didn't like vomit all over the place. I didn't want you to think well, I didn't want somebody to get the wrong picture there. There was a flow of words in prayer that came out and it broke. And I'm telling you, there was literally my, well, my whole family can give witness to it. And we finished. I got I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat now. It was that significant and that quick. What was it? My body was being attacked by some spirit of affliction or some spirit of infirmity. I don't know what it was. It wasn't until that eve I dealt with it all day, but I didn't recognize it until we began to pray. And when they, the moment they stepped in, and begin to pray, it broke. It was gone. Now we need godly wisdom and spiritual discernment. I don't just walk around going, oh, you're sick? Well, let me just let me just go down the list and see if we can hit it on the way down. Lord Jesus, first I'm gonna deal with the spiritual infirmity. No, nothing different. Okay, Lord, by your stripes. Okay, I prayed healing, I prayed infirmity. What, what, uh, uh, no. We need wisdom. We need wisdom. But I believe the Lord is wanting us to operate in these things in His way, but we have to recognize what we give room to that dulls our sensitivity. It dulls our sensitivity. Okay. You can try to fake it. That's what the seven sons of Sceva did. And that unclean spirit leapt on them. And they, the seven men ran out of the house naked. And there's no indicator that the man was delivered. Simply said, Paul, I know, and Jesus, I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the spirit was leapt on them. Why? Because they were just trying to work their way down the list and do what they thought. might. We need true spiritual sensitivity that comes with godly humility, a place of prayer, a closet of prayer, fasting, digging in the word, letting his spirit work in our life. And we don't have to produce anything. We don't go looking for anything. But we will have encounters like Brother Joey shared, and we need the wisdom of God where do I engage or do I simply recognize and know what this is? And then, no, I'm just going to praise right now. I remember one of the story here. Years ago, we had been in a meeting up in um, Chelan. Uh, there were quite a few ministers up there in a meeting from across the state. And we left and we were coming back home. We lived in Puyallup at the time. And my wife and I, we came down through Blewett Pass there, and then we're taking uh, 90 over to Puyallup. And as we came into that Blewett Pass, it was like 
something came on my chest. I felt so much oppression, so much like physical weight, difficult to breathe. And I knew, okay, this is spiritual. And so I just began to pray. And the moment I began to pray, the spirit of the Lord took me into spiritual warfare. I don't know what I was dealing with. I don't know what was going on, but I felt it so strongly. And so then as I'm praying and dealing with whatever it is spiritually in spiritual warfare, I knew I was in warfare. It didn't take a whole lot of discernment to recognize that as I was praying. I began to think of the many other ministers that would come and pass through that place. And so I begin to pray protection over them. I, I don't know what the intent of what I was dealing with that I came into in that past was, but I knew what I felt. And I knew I had to pray. I had a sensitivity that God had given me in that moment. And so I just began to deal with it in prayer. Well, I came through and, I, and then I started thinking about others. And I thought, Sister Schoonover is driving separately. I want to reach out. So we reached out. And uh, checked on her. She said, oh, yeah, I'm already through. I just, I just thought, I, I don't know. I'm not saying the Lord said this. Just in my mind, I thought, man, this spirit would love nothing more than to call somebody to have an accident. Or I, So I was just praying as I knew to pray, as I felt like the Lord let me. So then I started thinking, sisters, going overcome. So we called and reached out. She goes, oh, yeah, I came. I said, how was that trip for you? She said, you know, I felt something. And she said, I thought, I don't have time for this. And I don't have the energy for this. So she said, I just begin to praise and worship God all the way through the pass. She just praised and worshiped her way through it. Sometimes you deal with it in spiritual warfare. Sometimes, Brother Joey, you just sing and praise God through it. So we need wisdom there. And who knew Brother Joey could sing? Come Thursday night and watch out. Yeah, he said he knew. Right. See where we where we get off track here is people make it all mystical and ooh and ah and trying to identify and feel after every spirit and chasing stuff down. And no, we simply understand this is at work in our world and we have a sensitivity to it. And we engage when God leads us to engage. As God leads us to engage. We have authority there. It's so important that we be led of the spirit of God, because if not, you'll seek to engage. And that individual that's in bondage or under oppression has no desire to be free. And that spirit will wear you out. Because God won't override a human will. So watch first John. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish here. I think. Off quoted, but it's a place the Lord has referenced me to. Bishop quoted it this morning in the first service. First John four and one. I'll finish here. Beloved, so you got to know you're loved. Beloved, believe not every spirit. What are you supposed to do? Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Isn't that an interesting statement from John? What does it mean to try them? You're going to test them by the word, by the spirit of God that dwells within you, by your relationship with God. You're attentive ear to the shepherd. Try the spirits, whether they are of God. Why, why, why would he say that? Because 
many false prophets. He's still talking about spirits. You with me? Because many false prophets are gone out. Where did they go? Into the world. So you got to try the spirits, whether they are of God. Okay. Hereby know you the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. That's more than just saying, I confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. It's a true spiritual acknowledgement that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh and came. A true acknowledgement and revelation of that very fact. In my spirit, not just in some words I repeat. Verse 3, and every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Watch what he says. And this is that spirit of anti-Christ. Whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already. Everybody say already. already. Even This was John right in his day. This has been a few hundred years since that. Even now already is it in the world. Now notice we just saw in the first verse and we see it here in the third verse. There are many false prophets gone out into the world. The spirit of Antichrist, even now already is it in the world. There are many spirits. Try them with it. So John is telling us all this stuff is going on in our world. You need to try them. You need to be aware. But notice verse 4. You. Ha. Huh, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome what? What have you overcome? Them. Who's them? Who's them? The spirits. The spirits of false prophets, the spirit of Antichrist, spirits that are gone out. You have overcome them. How is it that you and I have overcome them? Because... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, we always quote that last part of that verse, but we don't get the fullness of the context. We need to see the fullness of the context. God wants us to have an awareness and a sensitivity. And when we do, please stand with me. When we do have an awareness and a sensitivity, then then we're very aware of what we entertain and what we give ourselves to and what we allow, what we allow in our home, what we allow to come into our eyes, our ears, what we'll entertain in our thoughts versus casting the thought out versus talking about the thought and giving it legs, so to speak. We'll go, hold on, I'm not entertaining that. That's not of God. I've overcome that by the power of the Spirit that dwells within me. The company we keep and how we keep that company. All of that will come into play because we recognize this. And again, I run the risk that you're going to go out and start ascribing spirits to everything and everybody. Don't do that. Don't do that. There should be a sensitivity in the Holy Ghost. And as God gives us awareness 
and these gifts of the Spirit operate in our lives, the discerning of spirits. We will come in contact with people and we'll recognize what they're dealing with. And we can have a word to speak whereby they can be set free. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. Would you talk to the Lord right now where you are, please? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, give us an awareness in our own lives and in the lives around us. Give us an awareness so that I'll guard my spirit. Give us an awareness, Lord, that you can use us as you would to see people set free. Give us an awareness, Lord, so that we'll not entertain things we ought not. Give us an awareness, Lord, so that we walk in the power of your spirit according to your will and your design. Let the love of God flow and operate through us to see lives delivered, transformed, and healed. Let the love of God work and operate in us and with us so that there is a transformative work of your spirit through us to the souls of men that you desire to save. You have come to set at liberty them that are captive. You have come to heal the brokenhearted. You have come to break the yoke of every bondage. You have chosen to do this, Lord. Give us an awareness. Let us work with you, Lord, that your will would be done to set at liberty men and women that are held captive against their will. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Isn't it any wonder Isaiah 58, we taught about it several weeks ago at the beginning of January, end of December, before we went into our week-long fast, all of the, to break the yoke, to loose the burdens. What is it? Those are spiritual things. Jesus said, the anointing is upon me to do this. As the body of Christ, that same anointing will come upon you. You can't fellowship the spirit you're trying to pray for somebody to be delivered from. And that's the problem sometimes. You're fellowshipping the very thing that somebody else needs deliverance from. What fellowship hath darkness with light? What concord with Belial? We need an awareness. I wasn't sure I was going to share this, but I'm going to. I was... How many of you have an iPhone? Raise your hand if you have an iPhone. Some of you are nervous. Like, I don't know if I want to say it. Don't worry. I'm not going to take your iPhone or tell you to throw it in the garbage or anything. I have one. And, uh, you know, you get those little icons that tell you. I hate, I hate it when I have the little notification. I, I want all this gone. I'm sort of OCD like that. I don't like the little one or two or three or whatever. I see people that have, like, an email thing that says 380 something. Drive me crazy. Lord, delete them or clean up your email or whatever. <laughs> Note to self, don't send them an email. They won't read it. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, you got to go to that screen to update your apps that you have. You know, you go and it tells you like how many you have. You need to update and you refresh and update all. So I used to read all those. Like, what are they trying to get with? Now I just update all whatever. I'm, you know, big brother's watching me such as it is. Okay. I, I am as serious as I can be. I went to that screen the other day. It's the one that's on there, and you got to tap the little icon so it takes you to the next one to update them all. 
well, you know, that's they always have ads on that screen. Some new app, right? That's always right at the top of the screen. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, is that some they're promoting a game or some video or some new whatever? Well, unbeknownst to me, Apple apparently is sponsoring the halftime show. Did you guys know that? Yeah, if you have an Apple phone, I, I didn't either until I go to that screen and I see it right there at the top. I even know who's performing in the halftime show of the Super Bowl today because of Apple. Because I went to that screen and it caught my attention because there was this woman that had her hair like this all up in the picture on my little screen. Okay, has anybody else seen that? You've seen it? Okay, thank you. Okay, some of you are scared. Like, I don't know if I want to say I've seen it or not. I don't know. It's a, after everything he said today. And I... It caught my attention. And so I know Rihanna, Rihanna, however you say her name, she's the one that's doing this, this halftime show. And I said, I, I'm telling you, I was praying about these things that I've shared with you. Some of these things I've shared with you today, I was praying about these things. And as I was, that picture from that screen came back to the forefront of my mind. As I was praying about these different spiritual things. I'm not a scribe. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Let me make that clear. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. Bible certain. But we wrestle against principality. Every human being that has may have a vehicle, a spirit vehicling on them or being used under an influence of a spirit. We're not against that person. We want to see them set free from those bondages and those influences. We want their life to walk in victory. And so, but they have to want to be free. And so I see that image. I'm like, what in the world? I'm telling you, I begin to pray. Again, you don't think I'm crazy. I begin to pray confusion, chaos, technical failure, problems. I begin to pray all kinds, as the Lord gave me to pray over that halftime show. I have never done that. And I'm telling you, if, if you were going to watch the Super Bowl today, you would be foolish to watch the halftime show. You would be foolish to have it on and playing and let whatever spirit is vehicling on that into your home. And as I was praying what I came against and what I felt in the spirit, I can only, I'm not going to qualify it. I can only tell you is that, this will be one of the largest watched events in the world. And the world will open their home and their eyes and their ears to a medium whereby the spirit world can sing and speak and entertain in their home for 15 to 20 minutes. And a large majority of the world will be captive to whatever spirit is vehicling on that performance. Now, you can say, I don't know about all that. That's your prerogative. I'm just telling you what I know in the Holy Ghost that I dealt with. And I would not let it continue. Watch the football, but shut it off. I wouldn't give an ear or an eye to it. Do you think the adversary wouldn't seek to find an avenue whereby he would have a large captive audience to thereby transmit things? Absolutely. You all agreed earlier he transmits on music. Absolutely. Lord, we need your wisdom.
We need your guidance. We need your counsel today. We are people of the most high God. We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. Therefore, we will glorify you, Lord Jesus, in our body and in our spirit, which are yours. I pray a sensitivity and awareness in us as children of God. As you draw us unto yourself in holiness. As you draw us unto yourself in holiness. In the name of Jesus, use us as you will to set at liberty the captive. Use us as you will, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Anoint our eyes to see, our ears to hear. The Spirit of God within us, let us discern, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let this today not be twisted. Let it be used according to your will and your design and that which you intend, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Greet someone today. Thank you, Brother Joey, for sharing with us this testimony.